0: This is Sabrina Marie, host of the Building Abundant Success Series, our primetime mastermind that promotes empowered, focused, decisive action, and inspired outcome. Our spotlight is on passion. My guest is entrepreneur Robert Ferguson. He owns a company called Diet Free Life and has been helping people achieve weight loss success through healthful lifestyle living since 1998. He's a former U.S. Marine and he works with both the general population and celebrities. He's also a physical conditioning and nutrition specialist for professional boxers on Showtime, HBO, ESPN, and The Contender. You've also seen him featured on E, ABC TV, NBC, BET, Fox, CNN, and recently, The Steve Harvey Show. To reach Robert, go to his website, dietfreelife.com. Fascinating information on winning in life and a healthy lifestyle. Let's get to it. What are the quotes in your book? A pessimist sees the difficulty in every opportunity, an optimist sees an opportunity in every difficulty. You say mindset is important, and I know in your book, Diet-Free Life, you talk about the 21-day mindset makeover. Why did you feel that was important, and why 21 days?
1: Because we all know someone who's lost weight and gained it back. And to me, it's not so much, you know, uh, the area of their mouth. It's the area between their two ears. It's that mind. See... You know, Jennifer Hudson was on Oprah before Oprah was no longer, you know, with her show. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: she had, you know, she was talking about Weight Watchers and losing 80 pounds. And at the end of the day, she kept pointing back to why she believed she was successful. And that was mindset. She said that when I got my mind right, that's when I was able to be successful. And it's mindset that really is, I mean, it makes all the difference. If you don't have your mind right, you can't get your body tight. If you talk to a successful business person, if you talk to the best athlete of all time, if you could sit down with Jesus Christ, Buddha, great philosophers, religious leaders of all time, got everyone in the same room and ask them if there was one part of why they would be successful or why they were successful or what helps them stay motivated and inspired to walk you know, walk things out, you know, if Dr. King was in a room. The one thing that we all agree on, like people that I'm, I'm re, re, you know, talking about, is mm-hmm. mindset. How you think. What has taken place upstairs in your mind? Because success is first uh, achieved in your mind before it works out in time. Michael Jordan would tell you today hey, it was mindset. It wasn't that I could jump higher or I was faster or I had more agility or balance. It was where my mind was. When Tiger Woods was on top of his game, it was all mine. He's still the, the, the same guy, the same height, same flexibility. Um, but where is his head? You know, so once you, you get your mind right, anything is possible. And I think that people go in with the right mindset to lose weight, but it's a mindset that's based on dieting. And that's why you hear them use words like discipline and willpower. Well, I don't want to rely on willpower. Was it willpower and discipline? That made it where Michael Jordan became Michael Jordan. You know, is it was it willpower and discipline that helped Doctor Martin Luther King become the person and the leader that he became and and bring about the changes that we experienced? No, it wasn't discipline and willpower. It was a passion, an enthusiasm, right? A inner desire to 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 go forward and 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 to pursue what they pursued because it meant a lot to them. That doesn't require discipline and willpower. You only need discipline and willpower when it's something you really don't want to do. I mean, <laughs> that's true. That's very true. I mean, like, is it, is it willpower and discipline to wake up on Christmas morning and get those new gifts? No, it's excitement. You know, as Earl Nightingale has said, and Emerson and other philosophers, that, you know, nothing great is ever accomplished without enthusiasm. So it's Like, let's get excited about it. And so, like, for me, when you said, you know, when I wrote Diet Free for Life, I wanted to make it different and to provide, like, a 21-day mindset makeover to give people an opportunity to first focus on getting the mental side of things in order. And then give them a learning curve as they're reading each day for 21 days and is resonating with them to start learning how to eat regular everyday food. And then monitor themselves to see if it's working. So as you're going through the process, then every seven days, step on the scale. You know, do your measurement, and see if this is actually working. And so now once you experience that it works and you're eating every two to three hours, you're not feeling deprived, you are starting to get the whole difference between a diet mentality and a diet-free mentality, why would you change? Why would you stop? Believe it or not, people still stop. And again, it's mind. Okay, think of uh, you. Remember Patty Hearst?
0: I've heard the name.
1: Okay, well, Patty Hearst uh, was the daughter of William Hearst, very famous uh, uh, publisher. You know, he has the Hearst castles and the, mm-hmm. the Hearst Castle in California. Well, years ago, Patty Hearst was kidnapped. And when she was kidnapped, these people held her captive. They kept her in the closet. They even urinated on her. They did bad things to her. Well, fast forward, it was not months later that she had joined forces with them and was then fighting for the same cause that they were fighting for. So you become your environment unless you dictate who becomes part of your environment. You got that right. You know, it's like uh, Stockholm Syndrome is what we call it in psychology, where if you hang around certain people long enough, you will become them. Mhm or they're going to become you. And it's just a matter of who is the more powerful influencer. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I consider myself a powerful influencer. However, if I'm around enough people who are also powerful influencers, but yet they influence say on a diet mentality,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I can eventually find myself swaying over to becoming more like them. Mhm because of the the number. So your family, who your friends are, who you're hanging out with, again, you know what books you're reading, what music you listen to, all those things are influencers. And so when you're doing something every day for 21 days, and you pick up my book, and you read it again, you find other books that are kind of endorsing and and talking the same way, self-help books, then you're just fueling the mindset to be free. Otherwise, once you put your guard down, like the guy in the big boxing match, he can win all the rounds. But at the very last round, if he puts his guard down, he can get hit one time and lose the whole match.
0: Speaking of boxing, and, and you just mentioned, uh, you know, mindset and intention is also in your book. You know, Muhammad Ali told us he was the greatest before he became the greatest.
1: That's he right. He a
0: couple fights. But a couple of the people he also beat won the same amount of fights. But it wasn't until he declared, hey, I'm the greatest, that he actually walked into that. Oh, Not yeah. that he wouldn't have, but he told us that. He declared, I'm the greatest, and people believe that. And that's the way they think of him
1: today. Oh, yeah. And, and and I mean, that was, to me, uh, Muhammad Ali is a great example of, of how we can manipulate, to a certain degree, the uh, media. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as he was an influencer, because at the time when Muhammad Ali was reigning, uh, he had quite a few people that didn't like him at all. Mm-hmm. However, that didn't influence who he was, and he understood you know, marketing, etc. But as time went on, because he said it, and then he actually was walking it out, and, and that's who he was as far as his contributions back to society, then he has become it. So, all he things are possible. He
0: had to see it before anybody did, though. Exactly. If it was the opposite of Howard Cosell or any of these other people who were in his life told him, you know, man, you're going to be the greatest. No, he had to actually believe it.
1: Oh, yeah. And, and, and even when they said, you're not, he was such an influencer that he says, no, yes, I am. Mm-hmm. And then as a result, that's what came to fruition. So, like he said, he believed it, and that's what's most important. And, and everybody else will catch up. You know, so in your house, you know, there's many people who have a lot of negative influence around them, and they want to lose weight, but as soon as they start to eat differently, they have someone in the house that makes a comment, hey, what are you doing now? And if those little comments that cause them, same as that little girl who is hiding the candy under her bed, right, those little comments will cause a person to not be successful because they don't want the, the unwanted attention. And so oftentimes people aren't successful because they start getting attention that they don't want. And mm-hmm. so many of these people will actually turn to exercise as their way of being successful because they want to eat the way they've been eating and they think that if they just exercise enough, it can, it can kind of like shift the balance to where they actually start getting results. But yet... They're, they're eating the same food, so the husband and the boyfriend and the sister in law no one's making comments because they haven't changed anything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: you know, and you can see this like for instance, when you go home, mm-hmm. uh the average person and they decide, "You know what, we've been eating chili with the ground uh beef in it forever, mm-hmm. so I'm going to take out the ground beef and I'm going to go a little leaner, and I'm going to go with ground turkey. Well, if you just serve the ground turkey chili and it tastes good, no one's going to say anything. Mm -hmm. But if you go home and say, hey, I changed the recipe a little bit, then hubby or boyfriend or someone's going to say, what do you mean? Why put ground turkey in? And the response is not usually positive. It's like, well, you can eat that. I want the regular stuff. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Because it wasn't that other person's idea. Right,
0: so yeah, they so they may not eat it, mm-hmm.
1: and because and and if they don't eat it, then you feel like you've caused turbulence inside the house, and that's an unwanted turbulence because you know maybe the only time you guys got along was when it was time to eat, and now, you know you're messing that up, so now you don't want to take a chance on changing recipes. You just want to keep things the way they're going because there was no problem there. And then if you decide, okay, well, I'm going to eat my food and they're going to eat their food. So now if you're in a diet mentality and their food smells better than your food, then you really want their food. And then they're making comments about you eating your salad or eating, like, the food that isn't their food. You see what I mean? And so now that's an unwanted attention you're getting that isn't pleasant.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so oftentimes people, again, will cave in and just go with the flow of what everyone else is doing just because they don't need the unwanted attention. I mean, psychology is a... That's why, like, you know, and and the first time you and I talked, I said, hey, it's not going to be easy for us to solve and to help, you know, America or North America with the waistline. I mean, around the world. It's because we're too judgmental. Everyone's making their own comments on what they think is healthy and what they think isn't healthy. And then a lot of people who are fit they're so extreme with their fitness that they have, they lack compassion for the people who are unfit. And the woman that's 300 pounds, they're telling her to jump rope, whereas a big baby step for her that would be progressive would be for her to, like, walk three minutes without stopping.
0: Right.
1: I mean, so, it, again, if I didn't have the experience of, of working in the field of rape and assault prevention, I don't believe I would have the same compassion for people who are in that situation. And so... It's the whole mindset and that compassion that makes my whole diet-free life approach uh, unique and different. But I'm up against the majority, which, you know, they're not thinking like this.
0: When you're mentioning the ground turkey and the chili and whatnot, I have found, and maybe you you found also, if you have a get-together at your home and you set the standard on how you make whatever food and just invite, invite people over, it's either they like it or they don't. I find there are no complaints.
1: Oh yeah, exactly.
0: No complaints. I have never, and I'm I'm vegetarian. Uh, but any foods that I make, vegetarian wise, I can make taste as well as the regular stuff. No one's complaint. No. In fact, the only complaint is there's not more of the food.
1: <laughs> exactly. You know, and that's how you want it to be. Whether it's 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 uh, meat or meatless, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, it's like, if you come to my house, and we're vegetarian in, in my house, and, and I rarely tell people that I'm vegetarian, and the reason being is that they assume that, like, they assume judgment when I say I'm vegetarian,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: and, and I'm sure if you're a vegetarian, or since you're a vegetarian, you know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. once they know that, then they'll go, oh, well, you can't eat that, oh, well, you wouldn't eat this, and, and so what's happened is, they feel uh, inner judgment that, That on themselves they're experiencing but it's it's coming from us because they feel that we eat differently therefore they must be doing something wrong and it's unfortunate but that's just how people are Uh, but if you see me on TV you'll see me talk about eating steak chicken because I've eaten those things and my clients that's what they eat so again I'm going to meet you where you are I'm not going to push on you what I do and that is a big difference or that's what makes that's a big part of what makes us unique with diet-free life is that again there's no judgment uh and you're
0: great that is wonderful with your diet-free life you have a great community of people who are going through this walk together when is it most important in this process of being fit and eating well to set your own standard and be happy with that regardless of what people are saying
1: Well, you know what, look at it the same as a recovering alcoholic. Uh, I could invite a friend over who's a recovering alcoholic and I could say, hey, this drink is the best, well, it has alcohol in it. And I could push it on him or her all day. But with a smile, they're going to say, oh, no, thank you. I'd rather drink club soda or I'd rather have a cup of coffee. So they have their mind set on who they are and they know what they value. And when it comes to food, oftentimes our value is not based on serving ourselves, it's serving the value of other people, mm. right? Because with the alcoholic, in his mind or her mind, if they have that drink, it's going to make everything worse, not just for themselves, but everyone that they're they're connected with. Right. When it's food, okay, if I eat that cake, it's not going to really cause me to lose my wife. You know what I mean? It's not going to like <laughs> That's a heck up. of a
0: piece of cake. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, it's not going to mess up, you know, the dynamics of my family or position me to spiral downward where I'm going to lose my job. Uh, so the value is totally different when it comes to food, say, versus uh, being an addict uh, and avoiding alcohol or, or some type of drug. Uh, but at the end of the day, I treat it the same. I know what I want. You know what you want. And I'm going to honor me by eating what I choose to eat, not what you're putting in front of me to eat, Uh, which can be tough. But you set your mind and just understand that the part that you may not like is that unwanted attention. And so you want to come up with ways to redirect and get the focus off of you and put it back on them or someone else. So when you're not eating the cake, for instance, if that's your choice, and everyone else is having them seconds and thirds, and then mother-in-law comes over and says, hey, have you tasted my cake? Instead of saying, I'm on this program, because okay, once you say you're on a program, what you've done is said is, hey, I'm drawing a line in the sand, I'm eating healthier, and your cake will take me out of there. She's going to feel judged. Mm-hmm. So what I do is redirect. Ask them a question that gets them all warm and fuzzy oh man this cake looks fabulous so uh how long have you has it been in the family and they're going to start talking about that they're going to forget about you eating the cake Mm
0: -hmm. so you want
1: to ask people get them to talk about yeah ask
0: for the recipe maybe you can make it a bit more healthier for you
1: yeah then you have the recipe but you don't want to point out what you're going to do with it you just want to get them talking about other things oh yeah Yeah. hey, did Johnny graduate or did he get that new job? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, and if they're excited about it, Mm -hmm. then they're going to forget about you not eating their cake. Right. And you got the attention off of you. Perfect. And that's the goal.
0: I wanted you to end our talk today about our internal talk, what we tell ourselves. Because many times the stories and the things behind gatherings such as what we're talking about today, uh, there are things we've internalized. There are things not the other person is even thinking about many times. You know, just like we, we mentioned the cake and I mentioned the recipe. You know, the asking for the recipe, that's a compliment. Looks delicious. Can I have it? But what about our internal talk when we are going through this process of trying to be fit and losing weight? Have, we really can beat ourselves up.
1: Oh, yes. I mean, I've watched people in athletics, I've watched people go in to get a movie role, um, and when the internal dialogue was not supportive of them being at their best, even though everything was delivered, maybe correctly, or they did everything on the outside to looked like it was the right thing to do, the internal dialogue positioned them not to uh, to be successful. It causes them not to give their, their A-game. And the way, you know, what we think about, we bring about. And oftentimes people are asking themselves or having conversations inside that are moving them toward a negative outcome instead of a positive outcome. And this takes time because it's hard. Uh, and that's why not everybody knows it because it is difficult. It's a learning process. and. What we're talking about is just keeping your focus on a positive outcome, always seeing the positive in every situation, and not questioning. And when you start to get upset and frustrated, you ask yourself this key question, what am I wanting or attempting to control that's out of my control? Most often, we want to control something that we can't control, and that causes us to feel anger to feel frustration, and to beat ourselves up. When you can quickly move into acceptance of the fact that you may not like, you may not endorse, you may not condone uh, what is out of your control, but you can accept the reality that it is what it is. When you're able to do that, it's like getting a heavy gorilla off your back. It's like finally letting go of the luggage you've been carrying through through uh, the airport for miles and miles and miles, and you have this sense of like freedom, uh, oftentimes that's what's taking place in our, in our own mind is that we start to worry, be concerned about things that are out of our control, and the success is in just moving into acceptance. Do that, the weight gets better, everything gets better because your focus is on a positive outcome and not so much a negative.
0: Awesome information. Awesome interview. Do you have anything you want to leave us
1: with? Well, if people would like to uh, learn more about us, you know, go to dietfreelife.com. We have challenges all the time. We have a free community. People interact. They share recipes. They support each other. Uh, Every week, you know, I have like a, a Robert radio where I just answer questions about nutrition and fitness. So it's a great community to uh, be a part of. Again, there's no judgment. There's total openness. And our goal is to serve. And I believe if we serve the best we can, then we can make life easier for uh, a larger uh, portion of of the population because, again, no judgment. So our site's open to everyone, and I would like to just extend an invite to come learn more about what we do at dietfreelife.com.
0: Amen. Thank you so much.